Everyone, welcome to the podcast. And um, today we're going to talk about something that happened very recent. In fact, it happened on New Year's Eve. And I'm talking about the the attack on the embassy in America. Uh, there's uh, so much uh, so much opinion going on right now on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. And uh, I want to try to get to the bottom of this. So I'm going to uh, start from present day and then kind of move move backwards in time to how how this this whole attack on the embassy, how it relates and what led it to this point. So, all right, let me start with the attack itself. Um, and this is from USA Today. The U.S. State Department is urging all U.S. citizens to leave Iraq after the New Year's Eve attack on the embassy in Baghdad by Hashid al-Sahibi, a pro-Iranian paramilitary group that caused extensive damage to the property. On December 31st, 2019, the embassy suspended uh, public consular services until further notice as a result of damage done by Iranian-backed terrorist attacks on the embassy compound, the State Department said in an update to its uh, Iraq travel advisory on Wednesday. Uh, photos show a burned and charred reception area, smashed windows, and vandalized rooms left behind by supporters and members of the Iranian-trained Ashid al-Sahibi military network, also known as the Popular Mobilization Forces. No deaths or serious injuries have been reported, and the embassy was not evacuated. So um, I believe a couple of members of this uh, Popular Mobilization Force was actually killed in the bombing, uh, the assassination on the Iranian general Kusami Soleimani. Um, first of all, Iraq has been occupied illegally. And regardless of your opinion, Iraq has been attacked, uh, attacked illegally for the last, or sorry, occupied illegally for the last uh, almost 20 years now. Uh, this is back in it started all in 2003 when um, then President Bush um, and the, the entire American government uh, somehow figured that Saddam Hussein was involved with, um, with the attacks on the Twin Towers in New York. Now, they couldn't find any proof about it. They, they, they really had no smoking gun evidence, but they wanted to go with that anyways. And... Um, and start a, a campaign on illegal occupation. So here's some of the rationale for the Iraq war. Now this is off of a, a Wikipedia page and it's, um, it's titled rationale for the Iraq war. So the rationale for the Iraq war has been a controversial issue since the Bush administration began actively pressing for military intervention in Iraq in the late 2001. The primary rationalization for the Iraq war was articulated by a joint resolution of the United States Congress known as the Iraq Resolution. The U.S. stated that the intent was to remove a regime that developed and used weapons of mass destruction that harbored and supported terrorists, committed outrageous human rights abuses, and defined the just demands of the United Nations and the world. For the invasion of Iraq, the rationale was that the United States relied on the authority of UN Security Council Resolution 678 and 687 
to use all necessary means to compel Iraq to comply with its international obligations. All right, where do I start? Um, first of all, the whole weapons of mass destruction, uh, and again, this was something that was uh, was beaten to the ground at that time when, again, they needed uh, a cause, a just cause to uh, to invade uh, Iraq. Well, they sent in the UN, UN inspectors countless times, and they couldn't find any weapons of mass destruction. And in fact, you can probably catch a couple of YouTube clips or clips of George Bush making light of this. Now, um, uh, there's also a joint partnership with the, the United Nations. And um, I don't know if uh, Congress actually agreed, if there was uh, any sort of vote in Congress to, um, to put together a plan on invasion of Iraq. Uh, and actually, that is actually against um, the Constitution as a constitution violation that they should have asked for approval from Congress. But some would say that the president uh, uh, has um, the power to uh, over overrule Congress. So perhaps uh, he was seeking approval uh, or justification from another governing body, which in fact he did with the, uh, with the UN. So um, look, they couldn't find the weapons of mass destruction. They couldn't find uh, any evidence that tied Saddam Hussein to the 9-11 attacks. Saddam Hussein was a dictator. Uh, some would argue he wasn't, but uh, some would say he was. But regardless, the man was put in charge by the American government. There are actually videos of Donald Rumsfeld who was the defense secretary, I believe, back in the day, um, who made trips to Iraq and had conversations with Saddam Hussein. And you can actually see in some of the videos that, that he was actually shaking hands with Saddam Hussein. Now, they also coaxed uh, Saddam Hussein into a war with Iran, which lasted uh, roughly 10 years Um now, it was said after the war was over that uh, Saddam Hussein called the Americans double-crossers. And essentially, after that war was over with, uh, the, the relations between Iraq and the United States uh, started to deteriorate. And basically, it got to the point where we had uh, Desert Storm and Desert Fox, and those, again, were attempts of uh, knocking Saddam Hussein um, uh, to, to basically dethrone him as the, the strongman or the dictator of the country. All right, so moving forward to 2003, the invasion happened. A lot of, um, a lot of murder, a lot of damage to the infrastructure. Uh, all the oil fields were seized and, and uh, taken over by, uh, by international corporations, multi, multinationalists. And there was a whole whack of embargoes that were put upon Iraq uh, economic embargoes are, or sanctions, actually, are some of the worst that you, you could ever face or deal with. Now, let's, uh, let's also keep in mind that what led to the attack on this embassy was, again, was almost 20 years of illegal occupation and hostility towards the Iraqi people. Millions of people are without clean water, education, 
food. Um, the, the employment rate or the unemployment rate is very high. Uh, again, uh, you know, a lot of the families have had to deal with deaths. You know, innocent bystanders being killed during the invasion and during the occupation. It was even said that a lot of the American soldiers had basically looted uh, the, the, the country of its uh, money, of its gold, of its uh, possessions. And now the Iraqi people are basically at a boiling point and, uh, and they're essentially just fed up. They no longer want to be occupied. Let's not forget, you know, under Saddam Hussein, it was sort of a despot. But now that Saddam Hussein is gone, they, you know, they want their sovereignty, something that Iraq hasn't seen or, or had in a very long time. So now it's uh, with, with the aid of the, uh, with the aid of the Iranian uh, military, and in fact, the general that got assassinated, they were able to put together an attack on the embassy and basically send a strong message to the American government that we no longer want you here. And I think the people of Iraq have every single right to do so. Anytime that you're taken over illegally, there's a lot of hostility towards your captives. So the, the whole wreckage, the whole uh, ramsacking of the, of the embassy uh, is something that the American people shouldn't complain because uh, essentially the, the United States military has been ransacking the entire country since 2003. Even some reports of a rape through the military soldiers and the Iraqi civilians. So this is a very dire situation. And of course, just recently we heard about the, again, I mentioned the assassination of the Iranian general. And a lot now are worried about uh, a third world war. And some in the mainstream are actually championing it. They're actually repeating what they were saying back in 2003 when they were all gung-ho about taking over Iraq and dethroning a, uh, a brutal dictator. See, the problem is, is that I don't have a problem with overthrowing dictators. If they are proven to be murderous and thieving and deprive the population and their, and their citizens, then by right, we should be able to overthrow a strong man like Saddam Hussein. But there has to be procedures in place. We have to follow constitutions or laws. And back in 2003, there were no laws. And again, the, the, the real reasons why they wanted Saddam Hussein out of the way is that so they can take or, re, or uh, not regain, but they can take over the country's natural resources. And, and, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about the oil which they have, by the way, they've taken control of the oil, they've given it back to the Iraqi government, but not to the Iraqi people. And they've made deals with the multi-corporations. So yeah, this is, um, these are very dire times. And I think the last thing we need is a war with Iran. And especially now with the assassination of the Iranian general, uh, they will, they will get, uh, the revenge. And this is the sad part. Look, we have to, uh, 
we have to encourage peace. We need to work with other countries. We need to change our political systems. These political systems that we have in place now are dreadful and they're destroying us as a race and they're destroying the planet. So I'm, you know, I'm talking about the economical systems, the political systems, putting a stranglehold on everything. And now these, uh, these tyrannical governments for that matter. And, and these, uh, these just insane multi-corporations are, are bringing more death and destruction to a neighborhood near you. So one more thing I want to read before I end this podcast. This is uh, out of uh, CNN. And uh, they're saying that the Pentagon issued a strong warning to Iran-backed militias amid concerns they may conduct further provocations against the U.S. following their attempt to storm the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. All right. So again, uh, look, the Iranian people uh, haven't been in a war for a very long time, probably maybe close to 200 years, maybe even more. The, the last war that they were involved in was in the 1980s, but that was something um, they never started. That was actually supported by the United States government. And we're talking about uh, the Iraq-Iran war. Uh, but the Iranian people uh, are, are very tough, they're very strong, and they're not going to back down. And again, why would you want, why would you want to tangle with a country that has not been in war for, for over 200 years? Do they have nuclear weapons? We can't prove that. But at the same time, it's very hypocritical that we sit there and we, and we call them out and ask them to remove their nuclear weapons while other countries are loaded to the gills with nuclear armaments. We can't ask one country to, to dispose of their nuclear weapons while the other ones get to keep them. I think if one country is asked to get rid of their nuclear weapons, it should be a country that doesn't have them. And we should all get rid of nuclear weapons. So again, it's very scary times. Uh, I encourage people to, um, to look at different systems, different political systems, like direct democracy. Let the people decide what they want to do. Do they want to go to war? Let the people decide. What do they do with the natural resources? Let the people decide. The people are the ones that, that keep everything in check and they prevent tyrannies like what is happening in the United States and for that matter, even other parts of the world. Until we realize this, voting or marking an X on the ballot is not going to do a single thing. In fact, what it does do, it encourages, it actually you're condoning all this military action that's happening in the world. If you voted... Regardless of who you voted for, you're condoning these people, these, these politicians and their actions. And you, we got to stop condoning it. We got to say, this is not right. It's about time you guys step aside and let the people decide on all the issues, on all the major issues, on all levels of government. All right. So um, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Uh, please, if you can, share it. Um, Share it to all your social media platforms. It, it would really help the channel a lot. Uh, we've done, you know, we've done okay. We've probably done better in the past, 
Uh, but uh, 2020 is a new year. It's going to be an interesting year. And I would really like uh, our reach to get uh, a little bit wider. So thanks again, everyone.